the Living Geek. I'm your host, Kenneth. I'm Kurt. And we are Retrofecta. So we are back, and we are covering Super Mario Brothers 3. I think actually the, oh yeah, the Last of Our Foray and the Nintendo games. Yeah, we get to move up to the big bad 16-bit era soon. Yeah, and then drop right Except back down to 4-bit for yeah, a second. The, whatever. But, you know. Details. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's fine. So, right off the bat, how'd you like this game, Kurt? Uh, so far, I've liked it the most. Yeah. Which is probably because I've played it the most before, but it just feels more like a modern game than the other ones do. Yeah. It feels less arcade-ish, and I'm just trying to take your quarters and more. Yeah. Here is a well-thought-out, well-designed flow of levels. Yeah, it's less of trying to make you conquer the same kind of thing over again because there's no memory for it. Whereas now, like, oh, like we have kind of a plot, we have an idea, we have different levels you can go to. Mm-hmm. Even just adding the overworld map was a, a big thing. It, it makes it, I don't feel more like a, a world that you're traveling yeah, like around it, in. Yeah, it flourishes. We're going to do this thing again where we, we couldn't remember the word, what the <laughs> word was. It um, builds up, embiggens. Oh, gosh. God damn it. <laughs> Hold on. Embellish? That's not bad. We'll go with that. Crafts. Like a fine video game wine. There you go. It <laughs> embellishes the story a little bit when you can see your character sort of moving through the world he's mm-hmm. supposed to be in. Well, it gives you more of a sense of place, too. Of, yeah. Hey, you know, the, I'm, I'm now in the desert world, and the entire overworld map reflects that now. Yeah, it looks so. deserty. Yeah. I dig it. I dig it. It's sort of a weird thing, but just, just that one little change, because you go from a world where you run around things, you jump on things, and then you navigate to a different area. It just feels like in modern games, even like the Zelda games, I guess, had a similar thing because you were running through a map, but... You definitely feel like you're moving through a world as opposed to just through levels. Mm-hmm. Makes sense, yeah. Yeah, it, I don't know. I, I think it's the first one that I really enjoyed just as a game unto itself and not just, oh, I enjoy this because we are playing through it for a podcast. Yeah. Like, I, I would actually go back and play these and not beat my head against a wall. Yeah, they, they seem to have found a good balance between annoyingly difficult and stupidly simple. Mm-hmm. They, they had some crazy difficult levels in here, too. They did. Like, I think my it, God. Part of, the, I think, the the jump of, because it's sort of the last generation NES games, they figured out how the hardware works, and they figured out how to add a little bit more hardware. Yeah. Well, yeah, I didn't realize. They apparently did the, I, I thought uh, Starfax. Starfax? Jesus. Starfax. Wow. <laughs> Starfox was the first game to really have additional oomph built yeah. into the cartridge, but they, they had additional RAM built into this, so they just had more room for textures and stuff, yeah. So, which is why it's so pretty. I'm like, oh, that makes yeah, a lot of sense. It, it's, only, it's still 8-bit, but it's, there's, it's like there's a lot more color involved everywhere, yeah. which must be because of that. And they had um, better asset generation because they could make animations run smoother because they weren't relying purely on what the console had. Mm-hmm. It's really a neat trick. Yeah, a yeah, very, very pretty game for a Nintendo. Yeah. So... I dug it. Although it had the unfortunate byproduct then of since this and Zelda 2 came out in the United States pretty close together, um, Zelda 2 was using that same RAM on on cartridge trick, and they kind of used up all of their supply, which is why this has a lot bigger gap between the Japan and North America release. I was like, oh, that makes sense, but also kind of sucks. Yeah. But then it allowed them to have basically the best advertisement ever An in the wizard movie. oh my god side note we should watch that movie we should watch the wizard <laughs> i think I, I only watched it for the first time maybe a year ago oh just man. randomly i was like oh i've never seen the wizard i should watch that it no it it's a nice little travel movie and then like the big reveal at the end is there the the grand final game is super mario brothers 3 yeah yeah <laughs> you're like oh okay Although it apparently like 
crazy built-up hype for it in North America because of that. It must have, because it sold, like, gangbusters. Yeah, it at least as of 2011, it, I couldn't find more recent information, unfortunately, it was the best-selling non-bundled-with-a-console-game ever released. I was like, okay, that's that impressive. Yeah, because when you have kids go to a movie about video games to see a video game they can't play yet, and yeah. it comes out later, it's... They're like, my God, mama, it's brilliant. I this. Yeah. It seems like kind of a weird move for Nintendo, because before they were very much controlling of their IPs and things, mm-hmm. so it's good to see them sort of branching out a little bit and offering that potential. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, one of those, like, I don't know, just kind of worked out well for everyone, I would say, because they got huge amounts of hype, and people who made The Wizard got basically a, a sick game that's not out yet as yeah. their Cause, I mean, yeah, cause, I mean, resistance. Yeah, that, that helps for their marketing, too. <laughs> yeah. Plus, it was just a fun movie. It, I, I don't think I've seen it in probably 15 years, so... I don't know how well it holds up, but you know, if you only saw it a year ago, that's yeah. That's I watched recent. it recently. I mean, it was you could tell it was made in the late '80s, early '90s era, but um, it's still just a like a travel movie. Mm-hmm. The characters are played by kids, so they're not super complicated. But it, it yeah it feels good to, to watch the whole thing. I'd watch it again. Yeah, I guess they basically wanted the the director was saying he wanted to make a a video game version of Tommy. I'm like, okay, I can dig that. Yeah, that's. We just have a everything version of Tommy. Yeah, why not? <laughs> I, yeah. So, okay. Good game. I liked it. Yeah, it was yeah. a lot of fun. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> I I really liked, you know, we touched on it before, but just how different all of the, the worlds were. Like, you, you kind of got it. Well, you didn't get it at all in Mario, Mario 1. No, you kind one of got was... it in 2. You kind of got it in Mario Land. And then this one really seems like they hit their stride of, each world is going to be pretty radically different and have themes within the levels built on that. Yeah. It's nice because they keep the two, the two things they keep is you always start in from the left side and you end where the world sort of has that screen tear to a black screen. Mm-hmm. But everything in between, they make use of the theme to actually color things and make things look different. Like the first world looks very Mario. Yeah. The sand ones, they introduce um, those, uh, they use the, the head stomper blocks. Yeah. They actually use them as like those surprise uh, me every time. Pyramid builder <laughs> things. And even then, they become a little enemy, and they're slightly colored differently. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's sort of what they were trying to do in Super Mario Land, but now they have the memory and the, the processing power to actually make it look colorful and vibrant. Yeah, yeah, not just, oh, surprise, this random brick attacked me, and yeah. now I'm dead. Boo. Like even, I think, World 7, it looks like a jungle, but it looks, but it plays very similarly, I think, to like 1 or something. But just the slight shading color difference makes it feel different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really liked, uh, which was it, Pipe World, where... It seemed oh, yeah. like they they kind of just were like, ah, fuck the rules. We do what we want, and all of a sudden you're just your levels are traversing upward. Yeah, that, that was a nice touch because I I assume playing two, they must have gotten the idea that we can all we can even do vertical scrolling too. It doesn't always mm-hmm. have to be side to side. And all the other ones, one three or one Mario Land, um, lost levels which come later, but they're all relying on that similar like you only go to the right. Mm-hmm. And then now since they have more more memory, they can ooh, we can go left now. And at some point it was like, well, what if we went up? Yeah, and then start wrapping around the screen. Yeah, and then and just looping around. Yeah. Chatted some pretty cool pretty cool puzzles into it basically. Yeah, yeah cuz it goes from more just like a left to right side scroller into like actually add some aspect of the puzzleness to it. Mhm. Which gets really annoying at some point. Yes, <laughs> very much so. I think every now and then I spend like five or ten minutes on one level just wandering around, being like, so if I go here, I go back to there. But if from there, if I do this other thing, I wind up back where I started. It was, I feel like the fortresses were the best slash worst at that, where it's like, I, I kind of just want to, again, get graph paper and like make yeah, myself a little flow out. chart. Because <laughs> it's like, no, no, I can't go in the third door. I have to go in the sixth door, but mm-hmm. I can't go into the sixth door until after I go all the way to the end. And then I... Yeah, it, it gets weird. So, 
But I mean, good good for them for making for using that idea of left to right and then expanding upon it. Yeah, yeah. Establish your baseline of hey, this is a Mario game. Give people time to get comfortable with it, and then just make it weird. Basically, yeah, I, I can imagine like little kids, eight year olds, running around. And they're left to right, and then they can go up, and that's just the biggest thing of their day. Mm-hmm. Why? Well, I, I still remember. God, I think back in a Sears, like right when this first came out, yeah, I hadn't Sears. seen the Wizard. I know, right? It was a very exciting time for me, <laughs> and I really hadn't played consoles at that point. And like they had a display set up with this randomly on. I think the the first level of the pipe world and it was just the craziest thing that i've ever seen and it like it it was so different than any other small amount of video games i'd played up until that point that like it it's just stuck with me yeah i like to think that some some sears employee knowing how cool that was played through mario 3 until that point and, was like, no, no, cool. there. and they just put the controller yeah. down <laughs> he's like all right hey guys watch this that oh see that kid yeah. i'm gonna blow his mind <laughs> that's that's a very happy thought right there i like that so I guess just info about this came out October 23rd, yeah. 1998 in Japan, and then had a pretty big delay between it. Uh, didn't hit North America until February 9th of 1990. Was that a year and a half? Yeah. Which, plus I you know, gave Wizard the Wizard yeah. time to come out in 89, yep. <laughs> and them to dig up a bunch more um, extra I, RAM to shove in things. That is very, um, a very Nintendo problem, because they're, they're known for sort of being very strict about how they release, mm-hmm. just the physical hardware, how much they control it. It's like, hey, we got this great idea, but oh, we don't have enough because we don't let other people make our things. Yeah, yeah. Re- reading around the background of that's pretty neat because the just the way they integrate the additional, not just uh, RAM, but uh, other ROM on it, so that in the ROM they can have more assets, more animations, things, and they can use the additional RAM on top of that to load it all together and take a lot of load off the CPU. Yeah, reading guess... around the background was fun. <laughs> I guess they one of their big tricks with this was having a bunch of individual assets that then, instead of having everything pre-built f- per level, you could just say, okay, take you know asset one fifteen thirty seven, cram it here, shove this uh, AI into it basically, and it it did a lot more on the fly that I guess let them bypass how pokey slow the CPU was. Oh yeah, which is I, I don't know like it yeah it, pretty if, crazy if, to if, me. if you're into like technical things being able to have like a cpu that's really good at doing lots of math is it can draw some things but then you want it to draw some things but save them in case you want to scroll backwards and you want to have some assets that are saved in case they want to go up like it's a neat little hardware trick that they just had to do back then because mm-hmm. there was just no other way to do it it you know i i know that everything looks prettier and is smarter now and blah 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 but it it's almost more impressive to me what they were able to get away with in oh, really yeah. old systems having like you know eight kilobytes of memory to work yeah. with <laughs> also, they, the, the stuff that they did back then they still use now they just make it fancier mm-hmm. but like all this weird like hardware swapping or you can um swap in different ram sections the using the asset id numbers that's also they do now they're just not it's just it's commonplace now yeah they they didn't have to pioneer it and yeah. come up with an entirely new how do we get around how crappy our hardware we're stuck on is mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah miyamoto's back yeah, yeah. not surprisingly I, I think you saw oh man a mario game without me I don't like that. That one weird. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Koji Kondo is doing the music again, which is very, it's a good very recognizable. Yeah. yeah. Immediately. Like, uh, this is one of the few games, or one of the, I think one of the first games of the, of the seven we played, where I turned the music on and I would just let the music play. Mm-hmm. Just because it was just, it's pleasantly sounding, but not annoying, even though it's still just like 8-bit audio. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, they, and, you know, same with graphics, just got a lot more out of their, their sound processor on this one. Which I, I don't know if that one tapped into the extra RAM or anything, or if they just I mean, it may were have. able to trick it better. Yeah. But it was pretty cool. I like it. 
Yeah, I like that. Um, in addition to the the hardware improvements, some of the art design was kind of neat. How he, uh, I think it's just the thing that Miyamoto does, but he includes things in the in the real world in his as inspiration. It's like the uh, the chain chomps mm-hmm. because a dog attacked him as a kid. Interesting. I was like, oh, that's neat. Yeah. And then uh, the Koopalings were modeled after his uh, seven of his programmers, just because he thought they were just doing a really good job. I read that one. That's so cool. I feel like one of them really liked D&D, so they became a wizard. Yeah. <laughs> one of them uh, liked flying, so he became the annoying turtle one, or the annoying floppy tur- flying turtle thing. So, like, it's a nice touch. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And then just named after popular people of the time, except for Beethoven for some reason, Ludwig snuck in there. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that... Doesn't make sense, but maybe, okay. Maybe that's his commentary. Ludwig von Beethoven, still popular. Could be, yeah. Um, I guess yeah. so. It's like, I dig this guy. But I mean, what was the other one? Roy Orbison? He's not exactly pulling from the late 80s That's zeitgeist. true, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. I'm sure they're Roy. all popular from when he was a kid. Yeah. Um, who else was on there? Iggy, Iggy Pop. It's Iggy Pop, yeah. Yeah. That might be the most recent one. Yeah, because the rest were... I recognized about half of them, I think, and then it was like... Wendy, someone. I was like, I have never heard of that person. Even the Roy Orberling, Orbison one, I, w- I don't think I would have gotten that reference if I didn't know. Because mm, just mm-hmm. the name Roy, I don't immediately jump to uh, that particular yeah. artist. Yeah, I, I jump to the arrow now. Rest in peace, Red Arrow. Stop You'll it. be missed. Stop. Wrong podcast. <laughs> so, what else was cool about this? That, um, I was looking at change logs between Japanese and English versions, and out of all the games we played, this one had the most fiddling happening between them and I, I assume it's just because they had more time to go back and poke stuff since they were just sitting around waiting for it but it, it it was weird like some really big changes like in the japanese version if you have a power up and you get hit you dump back to small mario and then they changed it to you just lose the power up but yeah. stay big at least which i like that because i'm terrible so I, I feel like that's again because the american public are just bad at view games probably yeah they're like ah oh, stupid americans it's like We'll throw them a that, bone. That's mean, but I, pr- I appreciate that better. Yeah. Did yeah. they change how? Because I also noticed, is I, I guess in Super Mario Land uh, on the Super Nintendo, when you were small and you got a power-up, you both got big and a power-up. In this one, if you're small and you get a power-up, you just become bigger. Yeah, which is obnoxious. Yeah. <laughs> and, I don't know, always seemed to happen right as I would hit a hit a block. I would get hit. I'm like, oh, well, cool. You know, at least I still, yeah. oh, no, no, wait, never mind. I don't get that thing. Yeah, that happened a couple times. I think sometimes it's nice to be able to just have that, not trick, but knowing that you won't necessarily die. Like when you get hit and you get that little range of invincibility, mm-hmm. and like, fine, fuck it, I'm out. Yeah, I'm just going to run, just gonna run, run everything. everything. <laughs> yeah. Just time it very carefully. Yeah. This was cool. Um, oh, the Warp Whistle song in this was basically a riff off of the flute from Zelda 1, yeah. which I thought was cool. That's what I thought. Yeah, I went and like pulled both up on YouTube, and it's like, oh, okay, yeah, that sounds very similar. I like it. And then the last Mario game for like a decade and a half to have uh, the Koopas as quadrupeds from Mario World onward. They, they're they bipedal mm-hmm. and then don't swap back to four legs until I think Mario Galaxies, which is weird. Yeah. I don't know what prompted that change, but I don't know. I, yeah. I've always, and I assume it's because I mostly just played from Mario World onward, but Koopas are always too, too yeah, I would, yeah, I always assume they're, mind. yeah, bipedal. Hmm. So, a little odd. I don't like it. Fun fact. Glad they changed it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, then it feels like you're too mean. Yeah, yeah. And I liked how many different suits they have in this one. Like, raccoon suit, yeah, tanuki suit, the before frog, it, the hammer. Because before it was just, um, what, just the flower? Yeah, just An the mushroom, flower, invincibility. And now like, no, no, that's cool. We're going to make him a frog. So yeah. that when he's in water, he doesn't move like a Mario. He moves like a frog. Yeah. Like, yes, it, that's it got weird. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, now he has a, a fox tail, so he can fly now because he flaps his tail. All right. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. And then I I think we were talking about this earlier. I'd forgotten with the Tanuki suit that I had no idea. you could butt stomp with it and just be like, oh, I'm going to turn into a statue now. Yeah. That's cool. It's neat because they introduced that. One of the, the Koopas, I think, does that. And I think it's one of the, um, I think when you go into the, the big world, mm-hmm. the hammer throwers, when they land on the ground, they rock everything. And you have to make sure to be in the air when that happens. Mm-hmm. So it's nice that they, they took something that you've already been experienced with and gave they then gave you it as a power. I did not make that connection. That that would be a very good uh, teaching moment there for me to have paid attention to. <laughs> I mean, it didn't it didn't really work because I I saw the Tanuki suit and I saw it had a tail. I thought it was the same thing as the Super Leaf. Mm-hmm. I knew it had more of it, but I thought that was just like a cuter version of it. Yeah. So like, well, I cool, only now I have ears yeah. too. Yeah, like now I have ears. He's a little, little like little chest outfit and little mm-hmm. onesie. Looks adorable. <laughs> I didn't actually know he had that power thing until uh you told me i think now oh well it's so like i got i got the power up and just ran around with it i was like oh this is fun mm-hmm. i got a tail i can hit things <laughs> yeah which i guess that pulled from um japanese folklore of a like a fox trickster like a raccoon thing theme. isn't it yeah that can you know weirdly enough turn into a statue oh good medusa yeah. fox yeah yeah it's pretty cool it is i like it <laughs> and then i think my favorite and i didn't realize what exactly they did but the the little pea hand things that oh, yeah. you, you get the from eating things yeah they're just unlimited raccoon tail use and i what? i had yeah i hadn't actually used any of them until world eight and then i was dying and just blowing through my stockpile of crap so yeah I was like oh let's let's see what this does oh it's a raccoon suit that as long as i just keep hitting a i keep flying cool i'm just gonna <laughs> skip just past all, all the of time. these worlds i like this yeah, i didn't notice that I, I think i use it and i didn't see a physical uh, an actual um, artistic change. So I didn't even bother. But I, that makes a lot of sense because I was watching uh, watching the speed run. He uses that a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm. I thought he was just doing a weird thing because I know if you can hold the... Because they have a little speed meter in this one. Yeah. I noticed yeah. if you can if you maintain your a certain speed, it, you don't necessarily lose all of that meter. Like, you get the full thing and go to P, you can fly, and then it'll drop down like a bar or two. And I thought he was just sort of maintaining that speed somehow. No. Yeah. That is Apparently. cool. Shifty items. Although they're unfortunately a one and done for the level, and then it just yeah, it goes dumps away. back to a regular raccoon suit thingy. Yeah. I mean, they don't want to make it too overpowered. Yeah, yeah. You're just like, well, I'll just skip the whole game, basically. It's kind of like the, um, every now and then you'd come into a part where you need to, to beat certain levels to unlock those bricks blocking the path. Mm-hmm. You could just use a hammer and break through it and just skip, huh. like, two levels. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, my, my problem, I, I definitely hoarded all of the oh yeah suits. of course because you don't know I, when you need them yeah and so i ended the game and i had like you know eight stars yeah, like a couple three of pages suits. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. it, it's the natural feeling i do the same thing in other video games like mm-hmm. oh i can't use it yet what if i need it later yeah you, you have to be you like beat... no i need it now just use it now i'll get more it's fine yeah you beat resident evil with like 12 healing yeah stim pack things and you're like that i could have used yeah. these that would have been very nice but no oh well yeah so let's see speed runs in this one were interesting because i think this is the first one that's heavily broken up warping and non-warping speed runs. And then even yeah. within that, um, they have both uh, times for the just wrong warp and then non-wrong warp, which I guess – I was reading up on it. I guess if you warp to World 7-1, instead of going straight to World 8, you go to the one right before it, and then you can like warp but glitch it so it skips you past the, the first um, couple fortress things in World 8. Which is how they can get the the time down so low, since yeah, those first just... couple levels are the you know very measured. It shoves you across. Yeah, you have to wait for the thing. Thing, for the world to move around. You. Yeah, yeah. So 
Yeah, I found there's a lot of random, not random, I guess, but there's a lot of unexpected ways to get around levels watching the speedrun. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think in, even in the Mario 1, you could go sort of above the world mm-hmm. and just run across the top. I think that's even how you get to a couple warp, warp spots. In this one, you can even you can go behind the world. Yeah, it, it seems like it's all of the um, when you have the the background stuff yeah. that you can jump on. Any of the white ones, you can just sit on for a little bit, and then you drop down kind of behind the scenery. Yeah, it, it's again. I think they're just they're using something that's been around for a while, and they're like, hey, what if you tried this other random thing? Mm-hmm. Well, and it plays into really well uh, something we hadn't touched on yet, which the entire theme of this one is basically it's a, a giant play that Mario's in, which is why everything is very kind of scratch built looking and yeah. like especially in the, the first world it, yeah, it's all screwed together. Yeah. Yeah, which is which is pretty cool. You know, it doesn't impact anything, just one of those fun like, hey that Yeah, okay. it's gonna add to the, the theme of it. it. Makes it less of just run from here to here and more of here's a world mm-hmm. that you run in. Yeah. 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 So I guess for speed runs by far well Pretty much the, the guy who shows up on every list is yeah. uh, Mitch Flowerpower, who is number one for both the wrong warp at uh, 3 minutes, 9 seconds, and then the regular warp at 10 minutes, 47 seconds, and was so close to being number one for the no warp with uh, this, other, this other guy, uh, Cujo IHSV, which is a stupid name because you can't say it well. Um, I, yeah, I assume his uh, grouper. Yeah, like or something. Yeah. Yeah, he clocked in at fifty one twenty seven, and then Mitch Flower Power was fifty one twenty eight. So okay, almost almost hat tricked it. Yeah, but it's pretty impressive. I I didn't realize it until I looked up the speed runs. But Mitch Flower Power, that guy, I've been following him on Twitch for like four or five years. Oh, nice! Just because he always does lots of Mario speed runs. I think I used to watch him when he did um like Mario sixty four. He probably popped up on like games on Quick every now and then. That's like, cool. Dude plays a shitload of Mario. Yeah, apparently. He, yeah, he's really got his uh, his thing that he likes. Yeah, and he's good at it. Actually, That's cool. I, I, I think I was watching his um, his fastest speed run with both glit, both warp whistles, three oh nine. He did it on accident, like he didn't Weird. expect to. Like he was doing it fine, and he's doing fine, and he finished. and He was like, oh, oh, <laughs> like oh, okay, because he didn't seem stressed about it at all. And all of a sudden, he's at the end. He's like, oh, because uh, he was. I think he was going for three oh seven or something. He said, and he wound up being like three oh eight point seven. And so he's just like calling into, I guess, his roommate or his friend. He's like, hey, I was going for blah, and then this happened. I didn't re- re- notice. That's really funny. like, wow, you really just, he just knows what he's trying to hit, and he just hits that. Which I guess is a common theme of it. If you think too hard about it, you're probably going to miss something. Yeah, you kind of just have to get into the zone of yeah, the, muscle memory the rhythm over. Yeah, which, again, watching speedruns on this just blows my mind. Yeah. Also, I, I feel like one of the best laid out games for speedrunning so far, too. Like, the the levels have really good lines. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of careful timing it looks like mm-hmm. you can just hit certain things even uh, the trick of uh, jumping off of enemies comes into play all the time mm-hmm. like you short hop one thing but it's because you expect an enemy to be at some pixel level and you can bounce off that and then skip like a bunch of other things it's, yeah which is crazy it's like oh okay it has a lot of creativity to it which i can imagine when the people were doing speed runs back probably as soon as the game came out there wasn't the, an easy way to share things like that mm-hmm so imagine like sending someone an email or uh, like an IRC chat, and like, all right, so you're gonna run off, run here for three seconds, jump, but wait, <laughs> yeah. bounce off the turtle. He's gonna be there. Trust me, he's gonna be there. Like, much has gotten weird explaining it. Yeah, trying to, I, I don't know, information sharing pre, Just current. Internet, how did it happen? Yeah, it it hurts my brain. Like I I lived through it, and I I don't remember what we did. No idea. It's like uh, okay, probably just sat around and picked my nose a bunch or something. Probably. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, you're welcome. Just think about that later. <laughs> so any I don't know 
Any other thoughts on this game? Yeah, I guess just feelings. Final final thoughts, favorite things. Uh, the frog suit, still love that. The water levels have always been a pain in the ass because mm-hmm. it changes the physics of everything. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, you can bounce a little bit. You can bounce a lot of it. I mean, like, not bounce, but, like, swim up and down a little bit. You walk on the ground super slow. And it's like the yeah. frog suit. Jump in there, and you just go wherever you want. It's like the ultimate power-up. Yeah, yeah. My consistently biggest problem with water levels is holding the jump button too long and so swimming up yeah. into something. Because, like, you know, it's, it's almost like um, Flappy Bird. Like, you know exactly how long to do it. You just missed again. Mm-hmm. Like, damn you, Thumb. So the, you that, have betrayed me. With the frog suit. Like, it just it, it changes the difficulty on those so much. Uh-uh. Yeah, and then I guess just the it does more than just the left-right scroll. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't know why that that is, I find such a, a big thing, but... Just being able to, because like a lot of times in the the first ones, you lose a power up, it would scroll all scroll left, mm-hmm. and it was just gone and lost forever. But in this one, it gives you the chance to run and go get it. You know, oh God, no! Come back, mushroom. I miss you already. Yeah, like I'd imagine like chasing down a one up mushroom, you accidentally hit the wrong direction because you were looking the wrong direction when you hit the block. Yeah, and being able to go and get it. Yeah, which speaking of one ups, um, in Bowser's castle at the very end. No, I'm sorry, in the fortress right before that. One, that place was batshit. And two, I think they expect you to die a lot in there because I came across like six different one-up blocks spread throughout there. Man. Like it, it definitely gives you the tools to just kind of beat your face against the wall for a while <laughs> until you get through it. <laughs> Which is helpful because a lot of the a lot of the game is trying something. When it gets to those later levels, when they start to get tricky and move things around and make you double back, mm-hmm. a lot of it is try it, hope it works. Yeah, yeah, just jump off here, see what happens. Yeah, and yeah, the difficulty in this one scaled up at a pretty did. linear pace i feel like it starts out pretty yeah because the first one you're like oh mario i'm so good at this yeah and then by the end i was like i have blown through a lot of the lives that i had mm. that's that's unfortunate oh so and i like the the memory flippy game that they had i hate that game oh man i, I hate it so, i got so I hate many memory games <laughs> i hate memory games that's my jam i even did a thing right i used the save state on the last one that I found, and I just I kept saving it so I could remember where all the, where all the, the, the coins are. Nice. Still, it took me like twenty minutes. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I don't have very good memory because I was like, I'm certain this ten coin card is right. Nope, that's a twenty yeah, coin. Uh, like, God, okay, that's that's really constantly drove me nuts. I hate that game. Okay, okay. <laughs> so it was a nice uh, the mini games though. I, I, we forgot to to mention that. Oh they yeah, like mini games here and there, not just in the uh, the ones that are actually on the map. But the card game one pops up kind of randomly throughout the map. Mm-hmm. Even just picking which uh, power-up you want in the little box at the end of the level becomes a bit of a game in itself. Because mm-hmm. you can because they rotate at the same speed all the time, so you can definitely learn how to time it properly. But a lot of times you're flying through a level, you just want to get through it. Yeah, and it's like, eh, forget for the best. it. Well, yeah. <laughs> and assuming, it, it seemed like, and I'm not sure on this, but it seemed like if you started from that area fully off the screen and then ran straight in, and jump straight into it, it would always be a star. Yeah. Uh, except I usually screwed it up. But Yeah, again, it, it works perfectly until you can't do it right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I assume when they load it, they start it with one, and then every time it, it loads into the screen, it starts with the same one and spins at the same rate. Mm-hmm. And so it is fun because slightly different timings on that can make it behave differently. Like jumping up into it as opposed to falling down into it can shift it. Mm-hmm. Waiting until running right below it can do it too. Like it's, it's a neat trick. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. I dug that. Also, I like to... The enemies that would just wander around the overworld map and just usually oh, yeah. usually hammer guys and they just kind of get up in your business. And yeah. It, again, just made it feel more populated, I guess. Yeah, like, because, especially when they started to give you multiple paths to things. Yeah. So you could say, oh, like, I want to beat that level, but 
There's a hammer guy in the way. Mm-hmm. I'll just I'll swing around I'll through just, yeah. level 7 instead. Yeah, it's, it's, it's cool. They, they sit somewhere, and then whenever you complete something, they move around and shift. Mm-hmm. I always thought that, thought that was neat, too. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was cool. So what uh, what do we have up next, Kurt? The Mario block continues. Woo! Uh, into actually, I think my favorite, or at least most played uh, Mario game, Super Mario World on the Super Nintendo. I'm pretty much on the train for this. in almost a week ahead of my sixth birthday. Oh, nice. Nice. But uh, released in 91, new console, lots more bits. Probably, I'm thinking about it now, and it's probably s- the same amount of colorful, even though they have an, a bump in CPU processing. Because mm-hmm. I just remember this this one is just being so so pretty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it smooths everything out a lot, but yeah. three like three just really popped for color. So. Didn't Super Mario World come with uh, Yoshi the first, yes. first time yeah. he pops Yeah, up? first time Yoshi shows up. And his silly little dinosaur eggs. Yeah. Oh, and it's got the Star Worlds, too? Oh, yes. Yes, I remember this game. Yeah. I'm excited. It, it was the first one that I ever tried speedrunning stuff on, and mm-hmm. I could get it down to about 12 and a half minutes at my best, which yeah. I have no idea if that's good or not now. Don't but look. Don't look. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I should probably. Yeah. I remember um, this is one of the first games that I remember playing enough of that I could talk about it with other people. Mm-hmm. Like my neighbor, who was, I think, probably five, maybe eight years older than I was. He, he actually showed me a lot of the random stuff, all the the secret levels and secret areas in it. Just because as a kid, I, I was probably, I don't know, eight when I played it, mm-hmm. nine. So having like a 16-year-old show me all the cool stuff was. was You're like, oh, this this is the like, hotness. Yeah. I'm living the dream. Which comes in handy because you can really surprise people with knowing just random special areas with Oh, games. yeah, yeah. And then they're like, oh, you're cool. I like that. Yes, yes, I am cool. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, apparently uh, 12 and a half minutes is not that great. Told you not to look. Sad day. Welp. Welp. That's why That's why you have your own personal records. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't look at the world records. I, actually, yeah, I'll just, I'll shoot for that. As long as I can beat old me's time, then I'll, I'll feel good about that. Yeah. I still don't think you can. Just you're older now. Yeah, you're a slower. It's... Reflexes aren't as sharp. <laughs> Thumbs are all rusty. You, you just don't have the time to dedicate to it like you did. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But womp womp. Was that January that comes out? Yeah. Yes. January yeah. on the Sunday. I... Sunday. Sunday. January first. I think it's a Sunday. Oh, that'll be fun to record right before. Oh man. Mary's. Ooh. We should. <laughs> anyway, get a little behind yeah. baseball here. But no, <laughs> yes, uh, Super Mario World, Super Nintendo should be fun. Yeah. Okay. So that is our show. Thank you, as always, for listening. We appreciate it. Shoot us uh, some questions on our Facebook at you know, facebook.com slash retrofecta or at retrofecta at gmail.com. And you know, we'd, we'd like to hear your thoughts, your opinions on games, some of your experiences, good and bad with each of them. And yeah, January's will be Super Mario World. So let us know what you thought about that game. Break. Boop, 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 boop,